What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Faith is Motivation podcast. Here on this podcast, we try to inspire people in motivation, finance, fitness, and just overall happiness. We do this through various ways, through advising you, through motivating you, through giving you our own life experiences and explaining how we overcame that and how we got past that. I am Darian Hawkins. I'm your host. I am a real estate agent. I am a factory worker. I am a basketball coach and I am a podcast host. So I got a lot going on. I'm everywhere. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at dog 40 You can also find me on Facebook at Darian Hawkins Agent and Darian Hawkins Realtor on Instagram. Those last two of my business accounts. Let me pass it over to my co-host so he can introduce himself. Hey guys, welcome to the Faith is Motivation podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Horn. You can catch me over on my socials. Instagram is going to be Reaper Killstreak. Twitter is going to be at 00horn65. Twitch and Facebook Gaming is Reaper Killstreak. If you will ever want to reach out to me, Facebook, uh, Facebook Gaming page is definitely the way to go. Ask me any question if it's about the Faith is Motivation. Or if it's just about gaming or tech and related, because I am very, very much a tech savvy guy. For those of you that's just tuning in for this episode, we are breaking down the four key points of success. That is accountability, discipline, social skills, emotional control. So we're breaking down these four in each of their own individual episodes. Last episode, we did accountability. We really advise you go check that out. There should be two of the episodes posted. You should have the more condensed version, which will be more straight to the point. It'll have a lot of the filler cut out. It'll be, you know, more direct. And then you should have like the full broadcast. But that should only be up on YouTube. And that one should come with video. And it should have us, you know, kind of going more in detail about things or some things that we felt like wasn't really needed. Some of that extra little tidbits of information should be up on there. Um, but our last episode was accountability. This episode is discipline. Our next episode, social skills, and then mental state and emotional control after that. So here we're really going to focus on discipline, which is the second key point of success. I do believe they fall in this order. Chris, you have the Merriam-Webster definition of discipline. Would you like to give us that? I think you have two of them, actually. If you'd like to give yeah. us those. Yeah, most definitely. A training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental facilities or moral character. That's the first definition. Second one being control gained by enforcing obedience or order. Yeah, so if we could just go in and we could break down that first definition. I think the word training is really, really important in that. Because training, it's, it's, it's like practice. It's like doing something in practice. It's waking up every single day and doing something. So when you think of training in football, right, you might go outside and you might catch a ball 20 times or if you think of like basketball you might shoot 100 jump shots so this so when they say training as it relates to correcting or molding um or perfecting yourself you really really need to train and practice discipline as well and that's something we'll get into later and then the other definition i like to break it down as as gaining control of your habits and and you do that by enforcing obedience on yourself so when you think of training a dog Right. When you think when you think of training a dog, there are rewards and punishments. So if your dog does something wrong, you might tell tell him no. You might yell at him. If he does something right, you might give him a treat. This is the same way you kind of need to train yourself. There needs to be a punishment when you act in a disobedient way towards yourself. So if you're supposed to get up at 9 a.m. every morning and you don't wake up at 9 a.m., there needs to be a punishment attached to that. Me and myself, I've reached the point to where if I simply don't wake up on time, I feel bad. 
right? Like that's my, like, I feel like I've let myself down. I feel like there was something I was supposed to do that I didn't do. And that in and of itself is punishment enough for me. But some people, they haven't reached that level yet to where they automatically feel punished for not achieving what they need to achieve. So you may need to implement something. You may need to figure something out so that you can punish yourself. So if you're late to the gym, maybe you run an extra mile with a treadmill. So finding a way to punish yourself for being disobedient um, is a really good way to train discipline. And it's a really good way of controlling your habits because at the end of the day, that's what discipline is. It's really being in control of your habits, really being in control of what you do, staying in control of what you do and acting accordingly when you need to. All right, um, Chris, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think the for me, I I know for some people it's uh, stopping. I have not drank a ounce of soda in three and a half years. The beginning part of that is always the diff- most difficult. But by like whenever I would, you know, drink pop, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad, but I still would, you know, discipline myself to where I'm like, uh, I drank a can of soda. I don't play video games today. Like I just, that was my way of training, starting my way of discipline. But also too, it was like, I was an athlete back in that day. So it was like, soda was not going to cut it out for me if I want yeah. get to get to the next level. So it's, it, that's, that's like, that's my little small, that little small tip for way back when I was <laughs> doing yeah. that. I mean, I'd say soda in, in and of itself is a punishment. Like if you are an athlete and you drink soda before you before you perform, that in and of itself is a punishment. And I would I would carry this over um, if we're talking about, you know, discipline. I think most people in the world actually exercise undisciplined. People don't know how to be disciplined. People don't know how to act disciplined. I think a big example of this would be drug use. And I stand by anybody who has beat a drug addiction, being one of the greatest people on the planet, being one of the most disciplined people on the planet, being one of the most hardest working people on the planet. However, I do think when you get addicted, making that choice to do drugs shows extreme undiscipline because you're never told in your entire life by anybody who's ever existed to actually be a mentor to you. You're never told that drugs aren't that bad. The only people that ever tell you that drugs aren't that bad are your peers, drug addicts, etc. Like even, even as a person, our natural instinct is not to do drugs. We see it and we see what it does to people. We see it tear down to people. And when it's offered to us, no one's just automatically taking it with no moral conflict and, and doing it, right? That moral conflict is there for a reason. The fact that you ignore that for fun, the fact that you ignore that so you can fit in, so you can be cool, so you can be with your friends, the fact that you are ignoring your own moral obligations is undisciplined. You you should abide by your moral obligations. You should be obedient and disciplined enough to know this is bad. I should not do it, but you're more interested in fitting in, being cool, whatever the reason is, instead of actually abiding by what your body wants you to do. And I think this is the same with, with weed, with cigarettes, et cetera. And I know a lot of people say, oh, weed's not that bad. Weed's not that bad. Very few people, very, very, very few people can actually smoke weed and it not be a detriment to them. 
And I, I talk about this all the time and people like to bring up Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a different breed of person. The majority of people who smoke weed do not end up successful, right? And we're playing a numbers game here, right? We're adhering to reality. We're not saying, well, I'm the unicorn because I'm different. Like, no, you're not the unicorn because you're still smoking weed in your mother's basement. You're not the unicorn. It's not helping you. You're not the unicorn, dude. It's not. You're not that guy. So I would really urge people who are smoking weed for recreational use. It's unhealthy at, to a certain degree. It becomes unhealthy to a certain degree where you're spending more money. You're spending more time smoking weed than focusing on yourself. I would really encourage you to stop. Now, if you get to the top of the pyramid and you're a multimillionaire and you have all the time in the world and you want to smoke a little weed, whatever. Right? Whatever. But right now, for most people, for most of you 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, for most of you young guys, and even some of you older guys that spent the last 20 years smoking weed and had to done shit with your life, you really, really need to give that up. The fact that you're doing it every day shows that you're undisciplined. And cigarettes even more so. Cigarettes, that's that's just, that's that's gross. Like if you if you're smoking cigarettes, that's gross. You're literally to me, that's that's almost the equivalence of deleting yourself. Like that is absolutely a disgusting habit. You know it's a disgusting habit. You know there's no real benefit. Oh, well, I can't, I can't deal with stress. Da, 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 da. You are weak-minded if you need a drug to deal with stress. You are undisciplined and weak-minded. Okay, I've dealt with just as much as most of you guys watching here. Chris has dealt with just as much as most of you guys watching here. We never turn to drugs because we are not weak minded. We are men. We face our problems head on. We deal with stress. We handle stress appropriately. We do not resort to outside influences and drugs to get over our issues. No, we are men. Be a man. Handle your shit. Take care of it and stay away from drugs. This stuff is killing you. Value your life more than you value that little bit of relief from stress. Be disciplined. Exercise discipline. I promise you will. It is rewarding. You will thank yourself in the long run. I'm going to sit here and just before I get into, I guess you could say my little tangent and rant. I am. I will agree. You do not need drugs. And I'm going to throw this in here because it can be considered a drug because it's very addictive. Alcohol. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm going to let this lead in kind of also into my rank because I call one, it's it's very addictive, especially once you get get a good taste for it. If you get the right first drink, I've seen several people get hooked off of that. It's, you know, it, it could also lead because I know several those alcohol bottles are that can be up to thousands of dollars and people will go outrageous to, to buy that stuff backstab and do all that with their uh, to their friends and family yeah it leads in it leads into a thing where it becomes a financial burden and before we move on i want to touch this too i understand life gets hard and i understand life gets difficult if you go to a doctor and you walk into a doctor's office and you tell them hey i need something because i'm feeling depressed i need something for my head you are also weak-minded you're walking into a doctor's office and you're trying to find the easy way out. You're trying to find an excuse. You're looking. It's the same thing as going to cigarettes. It's the same thing as going to weed. I don't care if it's prescribed. If you walk into a doctor's office, you say, man, I've been having a lot of problems. I'm sad. I need drugs. And they give them to you. You are weak minded. You take them. You accept them. You are weak minded. That is that that is that's that's one of the worst things you can do as a person. Do you understand what? These drugs that alter your mind state, these drugs that's supposed to balance you out, do you understand how they work? They're not going to work very long. 
if you stop them at this point, they're going to mess you up even more. You're going to now live a life where they're going to put you through drug changes. Sometimes when weeding off of them, even if you decide I don't want to take these anymore, sometimes when weeding off of them, they still cause more issues. You're taking the easy way out. Fast solutions come with slow problems and drugs is one of those fast solutions. Okay. You don't want that. You don't want that. If you really want to deal with stress, if you really want to deal with your life situation, it's going to take time. You're going to have to build yourself. You're going to have to grow and develop, right? You don't want a quick solution. You don't want a fast solution. All right, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I to touch up about the whole thing, I and I'm going to just say for one, this um, I do have what I have seizures, so you, of course, as soon as I say that, people are going to be like, "Oh, make sure you take medication every day and stuff." I will say I have been off of my medication for a year and a half, almost two years. And the reasoning for that was because once I, when I was on it, my personality changed. I was more aggressive. I snapped very fast. It did not matter if it was small, big, whatever. Like I was even getting mad at my cat for sleeping next to me. Like it was, it was getting to the point. I was like, I need to stop. I know there's other medications, but this is something I can control myself. There's so many things that can relieve stress me and him both have been through a lot and you can ask this man right here this man has brought me back more times than i can almost count and i still thank him every day for that and i'm proud to still be here be able to talk with him about everything like this to you all and this now i'm going to go straight into my tangent which is not self-improving and the reason why this is going to be a rant is just for the fact one i've self-improved to the point where I haven't had to rely on anything at all. But two, I am I know somebody that's trying to be into the self-improving stage, but they falling back into the accountability and then also into the blame. And let me explain. People when they are when they get into the or in the accountability stage, they will go and set those goals and say, I'm gonna be accountable for getting my finances under control. Then you get into the discipline. How are you going to Discipline yourself to be a better at financially getting better. The next day, we'll go out and spend $30, $40, $50 on stuff that they just sit there and said, I'm going to hold myself accountable for not buying that stuff or only limiting myself to one, one or two a, you know, a month. No, you just went basically back on your word. Now you're not even going to hold yourself accountable because it's like, I wanted that piece. There's, you know, it was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap, but you just, you totally just went back on your word. Like, no, you got to hold yourself accountable and then discipline yourself. One of the things I've done to self-improve, I wrote down, I wrote down my finances. I know where my money goes. This person, I've told, I've sat there and gave them that exact thing. I said, write that down. Please write it down because I want you to see where that money goes. Because I always keep hearing the same phrase. I'm broke. I don't know why I'm broke. I, and I've showed this person how much they would make in a month. And showed them the bills that they're obligated to pay. And they're still netting over a grand. But guess what? Every freaking day I'm like, I hear, I, I wanted this piece. I wanted. As y'all can see, it makes me so upset. Because then at the end of the day, I get to hear that. Some for some strange reason, somehow my fault. <laughs> and that, but like when you do, when you're not self improving, you tend to throw blame at everything else your friends, significant other, family members, 
And let me tell you, that's not the, that's not self-improving. You cannot self-improve when you blame an outside source for your problems. You need to look deep inside of yourself. Your past is accountability stage. You need to discipline yourself and your habits. I'm a, I'm a gamer. I love anime. As soon as I say that, people are like, oh, he spends all of his money on video games. And he, he, he just says he doesn't want to do work. No. He got the Sailor Moon poster in his, in his bedroom. <laughs> Never seen Sailor Moon. But the point is, it's like, shit, you can hold that stereotypical look. And then, but you, as soon as you walk through this front door, and you can ask this man right here. The only thing I have that is a lot of money of my hobbies is this setup right here it's five grand that's technically cheap for tech terms but i controlled my hobbies and not let it spiral out of control versus the person that i'm talking about which is spending a lot of money on clothing shoes and food and alcohol as soon as they realize that they did not discipline themselves they fall right back into that same habit of using alcohol and let me I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it's it's suppressing to see because that person's got so much potential. It's one I'm one I, you can ask D here. I'm one that I will I rather the person try to figure it out themselves. I don't mind giving them the tidbit uh tips, pushing a little bit in that direction. The rest is their actions, their own way. And at this point, I'm just sitting here going, I want to see the self improvement of yourself. You talk about it. Let me see it. Let me see your actions to do it. That is discipline. Actions. It really is. And it, it's so hard to express how much it annoys seeing that and seeing, because to me, it's easy. I'm past it. I'm getting to the point I'm past this stage. And I know I'm going on. Discipline is not, it's not hard once you put your mind to it and you've held yourself, once you've held yourself accountable, discipline is not hard. If you're very, if you're serious about it, you can discipline yourself to be greater. I find it really, really annoying when someone tells me I should do something. So when someone tells me I should quit soda, I'm like, what the, like, why are you telling me you should? Why are you not doing it? Right? So it's literally this person taking accountability It's literally this person saying, Hey, I have this problem and I need to fix it, but then not fixing it. Right. Like that's one of the like that, that that bothers me. Right. So when someone comes to me and they, they say, hey, man, I should really start going to the gym. I'm like, like, why are you not going to the gym? Like, why don't you start start tomorrow? And then after that, it comes with a thousand excuses. I ain't got this. I ain't got that. Da, 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 da. And you have all these excuses, but, you know, there's something you should be doing. You know, discipline is an act. It really is the act of doing something. Accountability is looking in the mirror and saying this is a problem and discipline is taking the act. So it's really annoying to see someone acknowledge a problem and then refuse to fix it. I think that there's a thousand excuses people come up with. One of the most annoying things that I've been getting here recently, probably in the past year and a half, is people will look at me and they will say something like they'll say, well, you're just blessed. That's why you got all the things you got. They'll look at me and they say, well, you have a high metabolism. That's why you're in the shape you're in. I can't do that. I don't have the same metabolism. And they're just creating these excuses. This is really annoying because nothing in my life has been easy. And I am, I am a believer in God. I do believe in God, but I do not believe God has favorites. I do not believe God looked down from the heavens and he looked at me and he said, well, this guy out of everybody in the world, this guy, this guy was evicted twice. This guy was homeless. 
Let's bless them with something. No, I don't think God got my finances in order. I don't think God made me work three, four jobs. I don't think God got me in shape. I don't think God made me sell my first house. I did. I did that stuff. God blessed me with the same thing he blessed you guys with. He blessed me with a, a, a voice and the ability to do something great. The difference between me and you people is I'm actually acting and using my blessings. God blessed me with life. I'm taking that blessing and I'm using it and I'm applying it to be the best person I can be. He didn't bless me with anything else. I'm in the same position as you. He blessed me with, with in a single mother household, with, with two brothers and a younger sister, African-American, not very much money growing up. He blessed me with that. That's a blessing. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. I was evicted twice. I'm God's favorite. I was homeless. I'm God's favorite. You're telling me, oh, I'm in shape because of my metabolism. I don't wake up every single morning at 1030, regardless of how late I stayed up. I wake up at every single morning, 1030, and I go to the gym. I don't do that. I don't work hard. I don't balance my diet. I don't work hard. I'm blessed. I have a high metabolism. Oh, well, you're really good at speaking. That's not something I've worked on for the past three years. I've worked on myself. The difference between me and you is I worked on myself and I exercised the discipline to be where I am. You did not. It is nothing else other than that. I chose to be better. You did not. That is the truth. That is how it worked. That is how life works. Some people, they take accountability and then they exercise the discipline to be the best they can possibly be. Other people make excuses. That's the difference. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to sit here and I know I, I that's my catchphrase. I fully agree. I am 150% agree with you. I got hit with this. The uh, I think I told you last night, uh, like two days ago. I got hit with, you You find these opportunities, you're blessed. And I'm like, no, it's not because I'm blessed. And I've, you know, this person knows my entire background, knows I have come back from several stuff i can't say the word because youtube would just go ham on us but it's it's it was infuriating it was and it almost to me was belittling and i'm like all right i need to take a step back from this person because one he came through a you know a hard place i've come through a hard place i did not just stumble upon an opportunity of a better paying job or a job that was going to be willing to pay forth and into my education I did not stumble upon that. I did my research. I did my time to look into that. I have bounced back from going from a toxic work environment to being jobless to scraping by using the DoorDash. I was able to take my time and to search out companies that one, I can invest myself into and two, that would advance myself into the future. That is hard freaking work and discipline. I told myself I will not rely on somebody else. I told myself I will never do that again. Yeah, man. I, I'll, I'll edit it there. I, this is something we both are got, got into because this is a yeah, topic, topic that's really personal. God, it's so annoying. It's so annoying because it's they, they, they'll they never see the work behind the scenes, but they always want to criticize. Like, they always want to say, like, you got it easy. But the, it, there's so much pain, dude. You, you always hear pain is weakness leaving the body. You have to put yourself through so much to discipline yourself. You have to wake up. You have to be tired. You have to grind. You have to struggle with money. You have to forego the things you want. It, it, it's so hard, and there's so much sacrifice. 
sacrifice for someone to come to you and tell you that it's not something you did. It's some from some outside force. It's a force of God that, oh, you're just you're just born that way. You just got it. You're just built different. No, I'm not built different. I made myself different. I chose to be different than you. You are choosing your life. And we went into this about the in the last podcast. After you can take accountability for everything, it gives you absolute control. So if you have absolute control, everything you do is a choice. If I've had absolute control of my life and I've taken accountability for my life and Chris has taken accountability for his life, then everything that we've done, everywhere we have gotten has been on us. God is proud of us because of what we accomplish. He is proud of us for using his blessings. He didn't look down and say, you know what, I'm going to get him out of this situation. He didn't do that. We have free will. We chose to use we chose to use our gifts to the best of our ability to be the best we can possibly be. He did not look down out of everybody in the world that's struggling and saying, well, these two, these two need it. These, no, that's not how God works. God don't have favorites. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and um, move it just a little bit on if that's all right with you, unless you got anything else to say. Uh, no, I think our brands kind of covered that one. Um, and still, we're going to still stay on the same note of the um, not as self improvement, but I I know Dave wants to touch up a little bit on what uh, he wants to. Uh, so I'll pass it right on to you, man. Um, so I can talk about uh, the importance of time and how people use time as an excuse to be undisciplined. I always say time is one of the most valuable commodities you ever have. So time, when you when you look at it, it's leaving every second. Right, like every second it's gone, like boom, 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 it's out. You can't trade it. You can't exchange it. I can't give you my time in exchange for yours. I can't create more of it. And I don't even really know how much of it I have. So it's by default, one of the most valuable commodities you ever have. You can always make more money. You can always buy more clothes. You can always get more things. You will never get more time. You will never recreate it. So the fact that people tell me that they don't have time to self-improve, it kind of blows my mind because what are you using your time for? There's 168 hours in a week. And I broke it down at one point. I'm pretty sure you only need like 52 hours of sleep. Actually, if we're we're being honest, you really only need like five hours a day. That's 35 hours of sleep. Now, more can be better for you, but if you are actually practicing healthy habits like you should, you really only need five hours as an adult. And I know they tell you, oh, to get eight, that's way too much. That's way too Anybody who's successful will tell you eight hours is way too much because time is so important. And some people's time is worth thousands and thousands of dollars an hour. You don't want to sleep through that. And the fact that you're using time as an excuse to not go to the gym, the fact that you're using time as an excuse to not get another job, what are you doing with 168 hours? Let's say you sleep 50 of it. You have 118 left. What are you doing? You're working 40? You know what I'm saying? You're you're, you're working 40 of them. You still have so much time that you could be working yourself. When I tell people, hey, man, you need to get to the gym. It's going to make you feel better, right? There's studies that show working out and happiness. There's a positive correlation. Why are you not going to the gym? Well, I don't have time. What do you mean? You don't have five hours? Five hours? And that includes your travel time. You'll need to spend 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? 45 minutes, three, four days a week. You don't have time? You can't make time 168 hours and you can't make time. What are you doing? What the hell do you have going on? Especially when they're working only 40 to 50 hours a week. So I think that's one of the worst excuses people can use. I think it's a bad excuse. 
all of your time, because it is so valuable, should be going towards self-improving, improving something, whether it's improving your relationships, improving your fitness, improving your finances, improving your work life, improving your happiness, everything in your life, your time should be going towards something that makes you better, period, that makes you better or makes your children better. Stop wasting time sitting around doing nothing, watching TV shows is one of the like I... I, I've kind of foregone TV. I don't watch much TV. I really don't play video games much. I'm not using it like Chris is as a as a means to to build myself anymore. So I've kind of foregone video games. I don't play them often. And I'm not saying you can't take time off for those things. Is that it should be really, really limited. If you're not using video games as a platform, why are you playing three hours a day? That's a lot of time. And that's just three hours. That's what, 21 hours a week? So I really, really urge you guys to to understand the importance of time and balance your time. And that goes into like the schedule thing I was talking about last week with accountability, making a schedule. That way your time is used optimally and your time is used to the best of its ability. Yeah. And I'm going to tie time into what I'm going to be on the, on the, my segment. You, like he said, you have 168 hours in a week. That's time you can use whatever for, or whatever you need to self-improve, earn money. But time also ties into age. When you're in your 80s, not much time left. You should be, you should be multi-millionaire by then, relaxing on the beach somewhere. You know, age is definitely one that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people will also use to say that they cannot self-improve or they cannot discipline themselves because you know, 40, 50 is like I don't got much time left. You've got plenty of time. Betty White made it to when she was 99. <laughs> Come on. And she lived life to the fullest. Yes. Like, literally, she did whatever she wanted. And then she went skydiving in her, what was it, 80s? She Like, she was old when she went skydiving and stuff. Do not let age hold you back either. Like, if Betty White could go out there and do what she wanted to do in her 80s and 90s, you can do it when you're in your 40s and 50s. What really hit home for me on the age was I went and played basketball. I think it was a year and a half ago, and I was on the court. I met a 18-year-old, and I was talking to him, and he goes, "Yeah, I am. I'm, a, I'm working at a factory and stuff." I was like, "Oh, cool, cool." And he goes, "Yeah, and I've got a, some investments." And he's like, "I'm already at, you know." A two hundred thousand. I was like, "Wait, how old are you again?" He, and he said, 18. 18 years old, already invested, and he's got two hundred thousand saved. He's going to get his well. He was going to get his welding, manufacturing, carpeting. I was like, "Oh my god, this eighteen year old's outdoing me." And I had, I think at that time, I don't know, seven about seven or eight years on to him, and I was like, "What am I doing? I, I, there's something's got to change." This eighteen-year-old can do it, the, uh, do it right now and be able to invest and stuff. What's preventing me being in my late twenties to do the same thing? What's preventing people who are in their forties and fifties from doing the same thing? Granted, yes, you've been on this earth 40, 50 years. You've spent your time the way you spent it. It's never too late to self-discipline and to invest into yourself. Don't let age hold you back either. Is what basically I'm boiling down to. You can do you can do it at any age. If Betty White can do it, I for sure can do it, and and you definitely for sure can do it. You know, I look at uh, Dwayne Johnson. 
What what if if Dwayne Johnson wasn't already famous? What limitation would he have? He's fifty years old. I don't know if you guys know that he don't really look. I don't think he looks fifty, but he's fifty years old. Being older shouldn't hold you back. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to self improve. It's never too late to get better. And Tony Robbins speaks about this probably better than anybody. That self improvement is ultimately what makes us happy. That is ultimately what makes us the happiest. You can have a million dollars, but if you're not self improving, you'll never be as happy as the person who is broke and getting better every single day. So there's no excuse to not self-improve. And then I think it goes both ways because I've run into a lot of young people. Oh, my God, the youth nowadays, they are so. <sighs> and this is people my age as well. It seems to be people 18 to, to like 33, primarily our target audience that say, man, I, I'm too young or I, I don't have time or I want to do this more so. And it's just like, dude. You have your whole life ahead of you. If you were to take five years, five to 10 years early, the earlier you can take these five to 10 years, the younger you can reap the rewards from it. You can be 18. If you start at 18, you'll be a millionaire by 26. If you can start these things early, if you can start these days at a things at a young age, you can be a millionaire at a young age and you can reap the rewards of what you, you can, you can reap your rewards. You can enjoy your benefits. You can enjoy your life longer. So really age is just another excuse. It's just, it's just like saying you don't have time. It's just like blaming it on other outside factors. It's really just an excuse for you to not self-improve for you to not to be, for you not to be better. And there's a lot of ways that I think me and Chris has, ex has have exercised discipline over the last couple of years, over the last year, over the last couple of months, it's, it's an everyday thing. So I think when we break this down to the stages, we got accountability and then discipline. And these are really the only two stages. Once you take accountability, the discipline part kind of lasts forever. You never really stop exercising discipline. You remain disciplined. The thing about it is it gets, it gets a lot easier once you get used to it, once you understand, once you create a schedule and you adhere to that schedule, that schedule becomes easy. That schedule becomes life. So when you look at the millionaires of the world, when you look at the most successful people in the world, one thing a lot of them have in common is they adhere to a schedule. They really do. And that's just one of the things that, you know, shows discipline and shows that you can exercise discipline. And once you get it down, once you get the discipline part down and you maintain consistency, it's on this like every day it's it's automatic right so you're always in this stage it's just really hard to get discipline as something that's kind of automatic it's something that just happens when you wake up your feet touch the floor and you automatically do what you need to do that's the that's the difficult part of it some ways i've exercised discipline throughout my past um, I've had to overcome a lot of financial struggles so one thing i've learned about me is i am actually a spender if you talk to me and you talk to people who know me, they will tell you that I'm a saver. They will tell you that I'm frugal, but actually I'm not. I'm, I'm actually a very bad spender. This is the reason why I was evicted twice. This is the reason I was homeless because I'm not, I'm not the best at looking at a bank account that has $2,000 in it and saying, well, 1400 is for bills. The way I've had to kind of overcome this is I have three checking accounts. I have two savings accounts. Um, two of my checking accounts I only look at once a month. So I have one checking account that all of my bills come out of. And then another account I look at and I only use that money for food and gas. And then my third checking account is actually my spending account. So 
back in the past, I had to use I had to use a checking account because I was so undisciplined. I had to use my checking account for everything. After exercising this and having my account split up this way and being able to look into my checking account and seeing, okay, well, I have this much to spend, right? Like this is my spending account. This is all the money I have. I never had to look and see, well, I have 11,000 or 1100 in this account. What can I buy? You know, I never looked at that. I always looked at my spending account and it may have $60. Okay. Well, I have $60 left that I can spend to my next check. It may have 120. Well, I have 120 I can spend. So I never really had to pay attention to that. And now since I've done that, and since I've exercised that discipline, I'm actually able to look at my accounts weekly, which is important for me now because I'm looking at getting into investing. I'm looking at doing other things. So now I can look at my accounts weekly. And not only that, I can use a credit card. I use a credit card and I can exercise discipline with a credit card where I only spend the amount I'm supposed to spend every month and month and then pay that off. And it's one of those things where discipline can be trained. It's one of those things that I've been able to train. I've been able to train and exercise financial discipline so that now I don't have the same problems I used to have with spending. It's definitely been something that I've had to overcome and I've had to get better with is managing my money. And it's something I've had to exercise extreme discipline with. Right. Um, and then if we're going in, one of the members of our team that helped us with this podcast, he's a young, he's a young buck, man. He's, he, he's a young kid. He's 19 and his growth over the year, I think it's been a year and a half that I've known him. His growth has been outstanding. I remember when I first met him, he wasn't super ambitious. He's kind of, he's kind of a, a, a little chubby kid. And he's starting to go to the gym. He's starting to manage his money. He's looking at getting into investment property. He's saying, look, I'm 19 years old. If I can get this started now, I can be rich. I can be in shape. I can be healthy. I can be the best version of myself. And I really applaud him for that. And a lot of people that meet him, and he has a really outgoing, energetic, immature personality, but really the, the true maturity that he shows behind closed doors, the true maturity that he shows, like when it's time to get business done and it's time to get things done and it's time to work on yourself and self, self-improve, he really shows maturity in that area. And that's really all, all that matters. We're all immature when we're sitting around having drinks, talking with the boys, we're all immature then, but how many of us can can leave that situation, go home and work on ourselves and improve ourselves. So I really give hats off to, to him and, that's why he's a part of our team, because we think that he's going to be um, 100% into this. We think he's going to be serious. We think he's going to help us grow. He wants to grow. He wants to build. That's why he's a part of this. That's why he's going to help us help us grow this thing. Chris, anything else on you know us self-improving and us overcoming our struggles and, and becoming better people? Just stick to the grind. It's, it's tough at the beginning. Trust, uh, trust me. You, you can ask either of us. It's it wasn't easy, but look where we're at now. I'm not gonna say tell you take the same path that we both took. No, 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 no. You've got your own path, young bucks or old lads. You've already set on to this path that you've chosen. Going forward, you can just correct it, take the accountability, and then act upon that. That's what I'll finish off on that. One. Yeah, I mean the whole part of this, the whole point of this podcast is to give you an outline. We can't walk your life for you. We can just give you an outline and say, hey, these are the choices we've made. These are how we've overcome it. If you can apply that to your life, that's great. But obviously, you're not going to be able to walk the same path as us. I'm going to hit this 
growing up in our situations, I want everyone to understand that your family loves you and it is your family's job to protect you. It is your family's job to make sure you're safe. So in a lot of ways, this can sometimes allow you to neglect discipline and neglect the act of practicing discipline. This is why I think sports for young kids is so important because it teaches discipline and it teaches discipline in a way that your parents can't protect you. A lot of the issues and a lot of the things you had to deal with growing up, your parents protected you from, they shielded you from. So you never even had to take accountability in the first place. A lot of the things you messed up on, if you if you were to mess up in school, you've been able to run to your parents and you've been able to say, mom, I was treated unfairly. You've been able to run to teachers. You've been able to run to principals. Hey, I was treated unfairly. There's nothing I can do about this. And then you got to the real world and you realized that you were going to get treated unfairly and there's no one you can run to because there's no one to protect you, right? So you've been able to not only neglect discipline, you've been able to neglect accountability. This is why sports is so important for young children. This is why you shouldn't give participation trophies. This is why you shouldn't allow people to play no matter what because they need to learn some level of accountability and they need to exercise some discipline you're not playing because you're not better than the guys who are on the court or on the field or whatever you maybe they have more natural ability than them but kobe bryant to quote him man hard work beats talent is talent if talent fails to work hard i understand that kobe was a naturally gifted athlete he was naturally gifted in a lot of ways in terms of running jumping he, he's He's an athlete. However, I do not believe for one second that Kobe was a natural basketball player. I don't think Kobe would have been a great, as great as he was if he did not wake up at 3 a.m. and practice, if he did not practice four times a day, if he did not work hard. I remember watching that documentary about the Dream Team or the Redeem Team. And they was talking about how they was all coming in from going out and clubbing in Vegas and Kobe was walking down to the gym to get a workout in. That is, in and of itself, that is discipline. That is extreme discipline. That's what sports teaches you. Sports teaches you the harder you work, the more time you get. And a lot of you like to make excuses. You like to go and you like to complain to your parent. I hate this. I hate this as a basketball coach. Your parent comes up to me. Why are you my kid getting more time? Why don't you go to your kid and tell him to approach me? Teach your kid to be a young man or a young woman. Teach them to come up and approach me and say, Coach, what is going on? What do I need to do to get better? You don't, what are you going to approach me and do? I'm going to look at you and, and tell you, I don't know. Uh, actually, now I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point to where I look at parents and I say, well, he don't got to play. Like you don't got to be on the team. You can take him home. You can leave. That's the point. That's the point I, I'm starting to get to. I'd much rather the kid come up and take accountability, come up and say, listen, I need to know what I can do to get more playing time. And I will tell them. And typically after I tell them and they act on it and they put those things into place, they end up getting more playing time. And that's something that I think sports helps with is accountability and discipline, because really your family protects you from from doing these two things. And sometimes we we like to watch our parents and we like to listen to them. But here's the thing, man. If you want to be a multimillionaire and you want to be the next Steve Jobs and you want to be the next Elon Musk and you want to be the next Jeff Bezos and your parents are making 50000 a year, they're probably not the best examples to follow. You know what I'm saying? They're probably giving you advice to make 50000 a year. They're not giving you advice to make 100000 or 200000 They're not giving you millionaire advice. 
giving you advice based off their situations or giving you advice based off what they do. If your parents aren't waking up and every day self-improving, a lot of the times they're going to be encouraging you to be like them, right? And at the end of the day, they love you. No parent wants to see their kid become a bum. No parent wants to see their kid become a loser. I understand that sometimes when you make your own decisions, your parents can be like, well, I don't like that decision. They can kind of combat you. But I think if you ever sat down, you actually had a conversation with your parents, you said, listen, I don't want to follow your path. This is what I want to do. I plan to do X, Y, Z. You give them a plan and you present them with a plan. Typically, your parents are going to be like, okay, cool. So that concludes my rant about, you know, families and sports and how they prevent you from practicing discipline. I don't think your parents ever prevent you from having discipline. They try to teach you discipline, but a lot of times they can prevent you from actually having to act on that in the real world. I will agree. And going back to that documentary about the Redeem team, so I, I've watched it as well. And to follow up on after after the team had seen him going to the gym at five, uh, you know five six a.m. it was a domino effect. One did it the next day, two, three. It just domino affected to everybody did it. And I still remember one of the things that I loved watching about that was when they played against Spain. And the, and this is going to lead back to discipline. Kobe came out and he says, "I'm going to run through Pagasol." <laughs> I'm going to run through him. You got to see what everybody's reaction was like through teammates. Because if you all know, they played on the Lakers. Kobe was disciplined enough to say, yeah, he's my teammate on the Lakers, but he's not my teammate right now. He wasn't playing right in the first freaking play. Alcazar sets a screen on Kobe. And Kobe, bam, ran through him, put him on the floor. And it was like, man, we thought that was just talk. No, that's not talk. Kobe's not talk. Kobe's the same. Kobe says it. Kobe do it. Kobe, the, the thing about Kobe, which is why D likes to bring him up a lot, because his discipline was one of the greatest to ever hit the game. You can go watch that documentary and you'll hear LeBron, Dwayne, you'll hear those two players. They'll say watching him and how he was disciplined changed them. Changed the whole it changed of basketball. Yes. And especially so like. Because during that whole thing, Wade got injured. Wade fought back through the injury, came back to USA team. And in that final game, when Kobe and LeBron sat out, Wade said, I got this. And that was because this was all a catalyst to Kobe being disciplined. And the only thing I will say about the family discipline and the self-discipline, I, I will agree, family, this goal is going to be there to protect you. I can vouch for that 100%. And they they pass on ideologies. The one th- the one thing I will say that's different from that to self discipline. They never taught me how to finance. Never taught me how to manage my money. Never taught me how to talk to a authority figure. I learned that on my own. You know, I had to sit there and learn all this stuff. Once you're 18 and you get out of high school, you're on your own. Like your parents will, will help you. Maybe that's about it. You you gotta look. You gotta, yeah, maybe. But you the rest of it, rest of it, you gotta learn on your own. It's like when you're riding the bike for the first time. It's like all right, you're on the training wheels, and then take the training wheels off and you fall right straight down. Yeah, that's that's you. That's Everybody coming right out of high school. There's families that as soon as someone tur- as their child turns 18, they literally kick them out of the house and say, you're on your own. You know, is that a good parenting method? I'm not here to decide that. But there's only, there's some things that a parent cannot teach you. And there's some things you just have to learn on your own. Self-discipline is one you do have to learn on your own. And being out in the big, bad world 
It's definitely one way to get yourself disciplined up. That's what we're trying to trying to nail in your head is you, your parents can't teach you everything. Your parents are probably going to protect you from a lot of things, and the world's going to hit. The world is probably going to hit hit a lot of you guys. And at a young age, there's things you can do in positions you can put yourself in to kind of practice discipline. Again, sports is one of them, but overall, just be prepared for the world to hit you. Be prepared for what your parents told you to not be necessarily true. Be prepared to have to move through life without your parents' guidance and actually be prepared to have some resistance from your parents. Parents, a lot of parents have a hard time letting their kids go, which is perfectly normal. It is what it is. And, you know, this is one of those things that you kind of have to learn while you're growing up. So moving on, why are we discussing discipline in this in this sense why are we hounding you and pounding all these ideals and all these ideas and why are we having a full podcast about discipline and only discipline why is it so important and i think we've touched on it multiple times is discipline isn't is the act so we go through our four key points of success right you start with accountability which is an acknowledgement that you need to do better Discipline is the actual act of doing better. Accountability is an acknowledgement. Accountability is when you look in the mirror and you say, it's my fault. Discipline is what you actually do to fix it. Discipline is how you're going to face it. So if you say, I'm not making a lot of money, it's my fault. What can I do to make a lot of money? Discipline is now working two jobs, showing up to work every day, managing your money, balancing your finances. If you say, I'm out of shape and I need to get in shape, discipline is now going to the gym. Discipline is now monitoring what you eat. Discipline is saying no to that extra cookie. Discipline is saying no to that extra meal. Accountability is acknowledgement. Discipline is the act. Discipline is actually doing what it ne- what you need to do to self-improve. Discipline is actually doing what you need to do to do better and doing it consistently. Consistency is the key. Consistency is the key to actual self-improvement, but you need discipline to be consistent. You need discipline to be consistent and go to the gym every day. You need discipline to be consistent and, and monitor your diet. You need discipline to be consistent to consistent and manage your investments and your finances and build your business. Okay, Consistency, discipline is the key. Discipline is the actual act. Without discipline, everything's going to fall apart. Without discipline, you're going to move back to accountability. If you don't exercise discipline and you don't wake up, then it's going to be, okay, why didn't I wake up? Whose fault is it that I didn't wake up? A lot of people fail and 99% of people fail to discipline themselves. I'm not, I can't say 100% because there's less than 1%, 1 1% or less than 1% that discipline themselves to where they are successful. That's your multimillionaires. That's your multimillionaires, billionaires, millionaires. That's and that's the reason why not everybody, it, it, not everybody is able to do it. And it's just because they cannot get past the discipline stage. When you hold, you're holding yourself accountable, so you're speaking it out, and then you discipline yourself by taking the actions to it. Get past discipline. You're def, you're you're set. You're set onto this success path. It's not. It's that starting gate. That door is not going to open until you go to it and start to push on it. That door can't open itself. No door is ever going to open by itself. It needs an action and you have to be that action. When you look at how many people can actually exercise discipline, I'm going to call out our audience. I'm going to call out our viewers. Most of you won't won't get past this stage. 
Most of you won't. Most of you won't be able to do it. A very select few of you are going to hear these words and you're going to say, okay, well, I need to start doing this and you're going to do it. A very, very select few. Most people can't exercise discipline. It's so hard. Yeah. Instead of you doing what you want to do, you're doing what you don't want to do to become successful. You're doing what you don't want to do to get to where you want to be. And so many people just lack the accountability and so many people, they just, they're starting from scratch and they don't, they can't exercise the discipline to do those things. So many people, that's why 99% fail. That's why 1% succeed because people, we, they, they, you just can't do it. Some of you just aren't able to do it. You're just not able to get your head out of your ass long enough to do the things you need to do. And I get it's hard. Life is hard. Oh my God, I can't remember who made the quote. I can't remember who said this, but they explained that everything is its own type of hard. Being broke is hard. Being unsuccessful is hard. Being a nobody's hard. Being out of shape is hard. But on the on the flip end of that, making money is hard. Grinding is hard. Being physically in fit. Being physically in shape is hard. Choose your heart. You have to choose. And I can't remember who made that quote. If I can, I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to link it or something. But both are hard. It's just one requires you to make action that is hard. The other requires you to do nothing. And doing nothing for a lot of people is easy. For a lot of people, that's the easy way out. For a lot of people, that's 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 just their choice. And if that's your choice, that's your choice. You have every right to make that decision, but don't come complaining to me and telling me that you can't live my life or that I'm blessed because you chose to be in the situation you chose to be in, because you chose to not act disciplined, because you chose not to do the right thing, because you chose not to be the best you you could be, because you were unable to do it, right? And I understand it's hard. 90, 99% of people will fail. 99% of the people listening to this will fail. And it is what it is. You guys will, you know, you'll fail a discipline and then you'll go back to negating and neglecting accountability. And there'll be some reason as to why you can't. And I expect that it is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Very few people can actually do that. So over the last couple of years, we've become more disciplined. Um, Chris, did you already explain ways that you've become more disciplined recently? Hmm. I think maybe briefly I've hit on some of them. Okay, well let's go let's go more into detail about those. I'll pass it to you on how you've become right. more disciplined. So I would say the one of the first things I'm I worked on was being into a not a want but a need mindset. Basically what I'm saying about that is instead of saying I want this, get rid of want I need it. I am going to get it and going out there and getting it. I had changed. I had to change that mindset. The re and the reason why I say change, the uh, get rid of that word is because it's no longer, I want to become an IT specialist. It's I am going to be an IT specialist. I am going to get a better job. I am going to do my research onto how to become an IT specialist. The words change the meaning of the phrase. I'm going, uh, that's an action going to lead to a result. That changes your mindset. That's one of the ways that I have disciplined myself. And that's just one, that's just one discipline. 
next uh, the next one for me was finances 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 i can't buy stuff that i like if i don't have the money i have not done what he has done yet which is having separate you know separate accounts but i'm also very good at looking as soon as i see my bank account i'll sit there and start to deduct where that money is going to go i'm one of, i'm kind of one of those people that i have a very good mindset of looking at something and breaking it down and holding myself accountable saying that's where that stuff's going i cannot spend the person that i had mentioned earlier hasn't got that point yet you got people like the you have you have to separate stuff and that's fine then you get people like me i have the mentality to sit there and say all right this is where everything's going you have to decide which mentality that you are and choose it and hold yourself accountable and discipline yourself to that but the last thing i will say for when for my discipline i pulled myself away from the crowd so what i mean by pull myself away from the crowd instead of being out there with everybody i started to stay at home and and literally sit there and try to keep asking myself questions looking for solutions and answers and discovering what uh, who i am and what and where do i want to become to me that was more important than trying to go out and not think about it i'm all i'm constantly thinking about it. i'm always th- constantly thinking about ways to improve myself that's just a mentality to have i want to pass this over to Dave so he can because <laughs> i don't want to keep going yeah, on. <laughs> um, i think it's i think one point you hit that's really really important and i just kind of want to hammer home is saying you need something as opposed to you want it because this is something that we kind of do every day anyways we only do it for things that society tells us is necessary or we do it for things that we see as necessary we say we need those things but we really and truthfully we don't need those things the only things we really need is food and water when you look at going to school someone who's a a young buck that's in college he says well i need to go to class every day at 11 a.m well no you don't need to Like you really don't need to, you could not go and you could drop out of college and not be in college, right? You don't need to go, but you go every day because you created in your mind the need to do that. We do this all the time with work. We do this all the time with jobs. Oh, well, I need to go to work at 8 a.m. No, you don't need to go to work. You could not go to work and be homeless. You're choosing to go to work, right? You choose, you want to go to work so you can maintain your lifestyle. That's the truth of the matter. And We create these needs automatically for certain things, but why don't we create this need for self-improvement? So why don't we say, well, I need to go to the gym in the same, in the same sense, you would say you need to go to work, right? Very few, there's very few reasons for you to miss work. A lot of people only miss work if they're deathly ill. A lot of people could have a cold and they're still going to work. Why don't you have this same need for the gym? Why don't you have this same need for your side hustle? Why don't you have this same need for your self-improvement, right? So I think it's I think it's a very good point when you say you switched your vocabulary from saying I want to do these things to I need to do these things. I think that's really, really important. I think it's really, really important for a lot of people. I think it's really, really good for a lot of people's mindsets. And I mean, that's just that that's a way you could become more disciplined, too, is saying you need to do things and actually acting on those needs. You can become more disciplined by creating a schedule and adhering to that schedule. You can do it by taking little steps. 
So discipline is a is a mental is a mental thing. So you can train your brain. Your brain is a muscle, just like any muscle, just like working on your bicep or working on your tricep or working on your shoulders. You can train these things and you can do it gradually over time. You can do the same thing with your brain. You do the same thing with discipline. So you want to start with something small, waking up the same time every single day. You want to start with maybe every Wednesday, you're going to go for a mile walk. You're going to start with little things to exercise discipline. You're going to do little things, you know, daily or weekly or monthly. And then after you do those for a while, you're going to start adding more things and more and more and more until you become, until you reach the point where discipline is automatically automatic. You're doing these things automatically. So you might want to start with, you know what, I'll spend two hours on my side hustle a week, just two hours. Okay. Then you do this for a month. Then you say, okay, now let's spend four hours. Now let's spend six. Now let's spend 10 all the way up until you're putting 40 hours a week into your side hustle. And these are the things you want to do. These are the things that's going to help you with discipline. These are going to train your brain to be more disciplined. These are going to help train you to where if you say you're going to do something, you do it. Because at the end of the day, that is discipline. If I say I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to exercise the discipline to become a millionaire. That's why I say it so much. That's why I say it so much, because if I say it, I do it. it at this point, if I say it, I do it. Um, so that actually concludes our show today. I feel like we've touched everything unless Chris has anything else he wants to add. This is probably one of the more personal ones than we had statistics on, I will say. Like when uh, all I say is like when we talked last night uh, like about this show, it was like we were getting so personal. I was like, all right, we got to save this for the podcast. We got to save it. Yeah, that happened a lot. <laughs> save it for the podcast. Let's go. Let's, let's, go. let's save it for the podcast. That happened a lot. Um, yeah, man. Like this is this is the stage. And again, this stage lasts forever. So we're exercising it every day and we see it every day. And it's something that people try to take away from us. It's something that people try to not – whenever you're doing great, whenever you're doing good for yourself, people are going to try to take it away from you. And you'll, you'll understand once you put forth the effort, once you start practicing the discipline and you get to a point where you're growing, where you're going uphill and people start trying to take it away from you, you'll understand it pitches you off. It's one of the worst things you can do to somebody who's grinding. Definitely, it's it's like a, it's like what we said earlier in the like, like earlier. It was like just don't if you see somebody grinding, do not say, "Oh, they got it easy." Oh yeah, they don't. No, if you want to see, if you want to make, I wouldn't say upset. If you want to make them pissed off, that's the easiest way. And like like I said earlier in the in the podcast, it pissed me off to no end. And I'm like you've you're watching me grind yeah but yeah you still say it right yeah you <sighs> I, i'm gonna leave it because if not i'm gonna go back on the rant yeah, again yeah yeah so um uh, i mean i guess that's it that's that's it for today again mm -hmm. this is the faith is motivation podcast if you want to find us we are faith is motivation on all platforms that is instagram youtube tiktok that's that's the other one instagram youtube tiktok <laughs> and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That is Faith and Motivation. Actually, on Instagram, we're Faith is Motivation Pod. Faith is Motivation P-O-D. Again, we release content every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will have some YouTube exclusives that come out. We'll be doing separate, uh, um, some different things. Tuesdays are going to be our full uncut broadcast. And then Thursdays, that's going to be a little bit of extra 
of extra content for you guys, some fun things we do, some on-street interviews, maybe some vlog stuff, some tips of us standing, and we're kind of trying to help you go through see these things. Like I might go ahead and break down how my how my finances are actually balanced out between my my five separate accounts. Well, if you want to count my credit cards, then seven seven separate accounts, but um We'll do stuff like that for you on Wednesdays. It'll be it'll be different every Wednesday. It'll be something fun. But you know, if that's all, then thanks for tuning in. This has been the Faith is Motivation podcast, and uh, peace.